0: Welcome back to Strong Style Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Paul Martinez. And we're coming to you a day or two later than I would like. What happened was New Japan Pro Wrestling's A New Beginning uh, came out this week. And I kind of wanted to combine our Lucha Underground Report with my review on that show. But with work and everything, I didn't get a chance to finish watching that show. And I didn't want to wait any longer. To give the Lucha Underground report because we're gonna have a new episode like just in a couple of days. So we're gonna do a quick Lucha Underground report here. This is for episode 203, and then in a few days uh, we'll do the New Beginning review. Okay, so let's get started on this show, which was it was a, <laughs> a bit different, and we'll, we'll talk about why. Show starts off with Bengala. Uh, he's back, and he's facing the debuting Cobra Moon. Cobra with a K. Uh, Vampira keeps referring to her as an old-school evil, whatever that's supposed to mean. Striker calls her a serpent. So, my guess is they're going for a Jake Roberts vibe with her. Except the difference, as we'll talk about in length at the uh, close of this, is that she's no Jake Roberts. Um, it's all Cobra early on. Bengala does get on a run. He hits some flying headbutts. Later hits a sick low angle super kick for a near fall. Goes for a moonsault, but Cobra gets her knees up. He applies a dragon sleeper, which Matt refers to as the snake sleeper. Uh, Bengala tries to make the ropes, but can't. He falls to the ground. So he gets the uh, the hooks in him, and he taps out. One star. Look. There's no way to soft soft play this. Uh, Cobra is, in my opinion, this match, in my opinion, was the worst match I've ever seen in Lucha Underground in its one-plus years. Uh, you know, that's 40, what, uh, 43 episodes? This is the worst match in 43 episodes. This was horrible. And it wasn't Bengala's fault. Cobra is... I feel bad to say this. Uh, she just really looked lost in the ring. She sold okay, but her offense was horrendous. Uh, she tried to throw a knee, which looked almost comical. Uh, everything. She, she tried to do, play this gimmick where she's slithering on the ropes. and It, it, it didn't even it didn't look cool. It looked almost like she was drunk. It just really, really just bad all around. This character, her skill in the ring, everything was a fail here. Um, you know, I wrote in my original note, still she could get better, and I'm gonna stick with that as she can, because realistically, she couldn't get any worse. I mean, she made Eva Marie look like fabulous moolah for crying out loud. I mean, this girl's terrible. And what's really bad about this, in case guys don't know, Lucha Underground, their matches are heavily edited. Um like if you ever saw Sexy Star, you know, Sexy Star in Lucha Underground is a really like, entertaining worker. If you ever watch Sexy Star in AAA, she's not that good a worker. She's not one of the better workers in AAA. She's really not. If you Just watch a match with her that's not a Lucha Underground match and you'll see what I mean. But they're able to edit her matches so that it makes her look good. So, even with heavy editing, they couldn't make Cobra Moon look any good at all, which makes me think how much bad stuff was cut out of that match. Ah, terrible. Uh, From there, we switch to the office of Katrina. She admits aloud that she still gets a tingle whenever he's in her presence. She turns, and there is Phoenix standing there. He demands in Spanish, of course, of our English subtitles, that he wants... King Cuerno. So Katrina. Questions. Just how many lives. does phoenix have left. And uh, he says. Well before he's through. He's going to destroy Cuerno. Destroy Mill. And destroy her. We then switch. And get a video package. Now. <laughs> this is. Apparently taking place a millennia ago. So I guess it a thousand years in the past. And there's an Aztec warrior. And he speaks of the prophecy that the gods will return in the future. And we see Aerostar is there. And he says he must uh, then go to the future. And he blasts off. I don't know what the hell was going on with this segment. Uh, okay, apparently Elastar is from a thousand years in the past, but yet he's futuristic and can fly to the future. I don't know. If I think too hard, my brain's gonna hurt. We go back to the catacombs, and uh, we see Quinno's working out. Katrina appears. She tells him he took the belt, but he didn't destroy the man. An agitated King Quinno tells her he did what he was asked and protected her injured animal. Of course, referring to Mil Muertes. Christina warns him, even if he's wounded, a hunter would fall prey to Muertes. Or she calls him mortes. I don't know why she calls him differently than everybody else does. But she's been doing that for a while now. But she says enough of that because she has a new prey for him. She wants him to kill the phoenix tonight in a last luchador standing match. And it won't be for the belt. But she wants that bird to fly no more. Then we get Jack Evans versus Drago. Here's two of the uh, characters I talked about last show. Wondering where they are. Well, they're here. This match uh, was kind of herky-jerky early on. Drago does hit a nice spot when he hits a rope-hung DDT for near fall. He does a few more roll-ups. Then hits his running blockbuster. Uh, he goes to the Dragon's Lair, but ever counters it into a step-over backslide move, uh, which is really impressive. Uh, but his foot is on the ropes as he gets the three count. Now, I'm really not sure how the ropes helped him in this instance, but I guess you had to make it look like there was some reason Drago lost, I guess. But realistically, look at the move, and the rope doesn't help in any way at all to the cover, but whatever. Uh, As far as the the match, I gave it two stars. These guys are much better than this match. It really wasn't great at all. After the match, Evans grabs the mic. He stands on the announcer's table and declares himself Jack the Dragon Slayer Evans. So it seems like uh, this feud is not over. And hopefully it's not because I'd like to see these guys have a better match than what they just did. And up to this point, this show has really not been (laughs) a very good show. But that's about to change as we get a video package from Tejano. He talks about uh, being proud to be Mexican and how he's worked hard for everything he's accomplished. um, No one ever giving him anything. And then he talks about Chavo and his thugs and how they disrespect Mexico and, you know, and the whole warrior aspect or what have you. He says he will come for them, and he doesn't fight fear. Now, while this is happening, he's beating up two masked guys in a bar. Why were the two masked guys in a bar who he decides to beat up? I don't know. They were just there. They had masks. Um, after beating them up, he throws one on top of the bar, unconscious, and he tells the waitress to keep the beers coming as he continues to drink over the unconscious guy. And we see a graphic that he returns next week. (laughs) This was totally awesome. This was a great video. I laughed heartily at him beating these guys up and now continuing to drink his beer. Uh, Good stuff. Good stuff. Now we switch again and we have Puma somewhere staring into a mirror. Katrina shows up again. She is all over the show. And asks him, who does he pray to as he had his cross in his hand? Of course, Puma doesn't respond. Puma has never spoken because, as we know, Puma is ricochet and not a luchador. And I guess they don't want to have him speak and blow that. She references, though, Conan being put in the coffin at Ultima Lucha. And how his last words being, I'm sorry. She wonders who those words were for. Were they for God? asking for forgiveness for an evil uh, life of misdeeds and what have you? Or, was he saying sorry to Prince Puma for failing him in his training? Of course, Puma looks very conflicted but says nothing. And then she says, next week he gets Pentagon, and maybe he can be the one to make a sacrifice for his master. God rest his soul. Okay, this was pretty good. Uh, Katrina's been okay in the Dario role, but truthfully still falls way short of his greatness. But this was one of her better performances, uh, the way she delivered the lines and everything. Um, I thought it was really good. And this, was, I thought this whole uh, segment was one of the better things on the show. And then we move on back to the ring for our main event. It's Phoenix versus King Cuerno in our last luchador standing match. Uh, After a quick start, Phoenix misses a suicida. suicida, Then it's all King Cuerno. He whips him into the stands. He whips him into the metal gate. Uh, Phoenix does rally. He he nails a basement dropkick to the nether region of Queen Cuerno. Cuerno winds up cutting him off though and hits an arrow from the depths of hell right in the corner of the uh, ring. That was a really nice uh, spot. Cuerno comes across a ladder just happened to be lying there for no reason. And he grabs it and gets a running start and rams it into the face of Phoenix. Then goes under the ring and grabs a table. The crowd is really going crazy right now. I just love it. Quino tries to German suplex Drago through it, but he blocks it and hits him with a rear superkick. Quino is dazed and leaning on the table. Drago sees the ladder and decides to start climbing it to the roof of Katrina's office. Quino tries to follow him, but Drago kicks the ladder away and Quino falls backwards right through the table with Mil Muertes looking on intently. The ref counts and gets the 10. Phoenix wins. Three stars. It was okay, um, but not as good as the first match they had. On episode 201, but it was still good for what it was. And definitely the best match of this show by far. After the match, Phoenix is celebrating. Mil Muertes is pissed. And so it seems they're still building uh, that feud of Phoenix and Mil. We then switch to some sort of law enforcement agency. And we see a very sexy woman who is apparently named Captain Vasquez. We also see Cortez Castro there. We learn he's actually an undercover officer named Reyes. And he tells her how he's getting close to Chavo. He was getting close to Blue Demon Jr., but Blue Demon Jr. went and retired. But the captain says she doesn't care about any of that nonsense. All she cares about is Dario Cueto's whereabouts. So Officer Reyes says he hasn't seen him in months. No one has. He wanted to bring him in when he had his brother... Matanza kill Bale. Uh, You guys remember that. But, uh, you know, I guess he wasn't told to do it. And he asks the captain if she's pulling him off the case. Well, she says no. He says he's in too deep at this point. But, she is sitting in someone else. In walks Joey Ryan sucking a lollipop. She tells him they need to work together, but don't let anyone know that they know each other. In fact, act like they hate one another. In which way it says that won't be a problem at all. As he makes sure they understand the mission is to get Dario Cueto. Okay, I had to say, I laughed out loud when Joey Ryan walked out. I'm not the biggest fan of his. But this should be interesting. I could see him uh, really excelling in this role. And he's sitting there with the cheesy uh, you know, cop sunglasses and the lollipop. Just over-the-top campiness, which made it funny. And uh, that's the show. You know, it does seem like the show is starting to stray a little further from a wrestling show and more to a drama, which is fine by me. I mean, it is a drama, and um, I think a lot of people don't realize that, and I'd, I'd like to see it focus more on that. I would like to see maybe some better acting. But, I mean, when you have wrestlers doing the acting, you get what you get. Still, so, um, this was an okay episode. I still love the show. It wasn't say, anything that was must-see TV. But we did get a lot of answers about where some of the characters have been. And I think outside of Chavo and Melissa Anderson, we've seen this about everybody who's going to be on season two, I believe. Might be missing somebody. But uh, like hopefully that means now we will start to see more of Dario, which this show desperately needs him to return. It's not been the same uh, without him, and you know, the last two weeks, I thought were not stellar shows, and Dario, those are the first two shows, that Dario Queto has not been a part of, and I'm sorry, but you know, I, I think there is a correlation here, to me, the worst two, uh, you know, definitely this was the worst episode, and last week's, I don't know if it was the second worst, but it wasn't a great episode, and what they had in common, was no Dario, so we need Dario back on this show, He is the straw that makes this uh, stirs this drink, as I say. So I hope to see him back soon. And uh, I hope that I see you guys soon, as I will be back, hopefully in a couple of days, as I will be reviewing the new Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, A New Beginning in Osaka, I believe. So I've watched about three matches, um, preliminaries on that. I need to get to the main matches, and then uh, we'll talk about that. And of course. We'll be back in a short while with episode 204 of Lucha Underground. Until that time, I want to thank you guys for listening, as always, and see you soon. Bye-bye.